mysterious yes. Matthew Arkin as I live and breathe. What's Anthony going Arkin. on? Anthony Arkin, there you are. You're in New York City. Are you okay? <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm I'm fine. Why? What's happening? I was just worried there's these, you know, underground creatures attacking apparently and Really? I haven't heard anything about this. Yeah, yeah. Well I should I should probably check the news and, and um get back to you. Maybe I'll we'll, we'll log get back into on. It a little, get into it a little later. It's funny because yeah. there's several friends of mine that live downtown that just haven't been returning my calls lately. Really? I'm I'm hoping huh. they're all right. Well we'll uh we'll examine that a little more later. All right. Um, well if I have you? to cut this well, I'm good, but if I have to cut this short, just know that's you know, uh, please call somebody. Okay, I will. Call the chief of police. Perhaps yeah. you know them. Yeah. Oh, yes. 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 The chief of police. There you go. Um, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. My back hurts. I'm having I'm having one of those those back hurt days prob problems. I don't know what it is. Is that, the, is that what they call it? A back hurt day? That's what I call. That's what I told my boss. I was like, I got a I got a back hurt day coming, don't I? He was like, "Yeah, take a back hurt day." Yeah, I, 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 it was ridiculous. Like, you ever get those kind of back days where you just slept on it funny, and then for some reason you took a nap, and then you wake up and you're like, "I've been now in pain. I can't sleep without hurting myself." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did that about seven years ago, and it's still going on. I only look to the right now. I look to the right. If I have to look at something to my left, I, I turn to the right and go all the way around. <laughs> You're like a small dog that just yeah. circles. Yeah. That's how I look to the left. Um, just to be on the safe side. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, I, th I, th I thought you'd think this is funny. You know, um, a, a friend of mine I introduced to uh, Can You Hear Me, Clem Fandango, uh, a while ago. And now we just call each other Clem. Yeah. And finally, the other day, I changed the ringtone on my phone just for him. So when he calls, my phone says, Stephen, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. That's <laughs> and it great. Does, it does the whole, yes, I can hear you, Clem Fandango. So I get to, it's one of my partners in the booze biz. No, So I get to hear that several times a day. It's, um, if anybody out there uh, doesn't know what that is, what is that in reference to? That is from the show Toast of London. Uh, which is a very, very funny show available on Netflix. Um, uh, and uh, I'll just say, you know, Unterpanzi. You, you have to watch this. You have to watch this show, and then you will, you will get the reference of Unterpanzi, which is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Matt Berry is, is truly one of the funniest people on the planet. Yeah. They're really, I, I, I can't even imagine somebody funnier than him. Yeah. I don't want to imagine somebody funnier no. than him. I'd, I'd need it, to try. Anything funnier would become tragedy. I don't even know oh. if it would be funny anymore. Yeah. Uh, you've been watching it, watching anything interesting? Um, been watching stuff for this this podcast, as usual, and for um, for uh, rated P for paranormal. We've been watching a lot of Halloween stuff this this season as well. So. The answer is yes. Finished the uh, finished the season closer for Only Murders in the Building, though. That was fun. I still haven't um, watched that. I got to check that out. Highly recommend that. Uh, that's a Hulu show. That's Steve Martin show. Um, yeah. That I like a lot. 
What else? We watched um, we, for for Rated Paranormal. We did The Exorcist, and we're doing all the Exorcist movies. So we did The Exorcist, Exorcist Two, The Heretic. We did earlier today, and then we're doing Exorcist Three. And there's somebody that we both know in that movie who may come and talk to us. So, oh really? I'm I'm married to this person in I the same. I did not know that. Amelia was in that. Yeah, Amelia. It was her first film role. She it's a it's she doesn't have lines, but she has a kind of a significant moment in the in it. It's very Does brief, but it's been around. No, no, she oh. plays a good person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I've been doing that, and and um, watched. I went to see a movie the other day. Went to see Halloween Kills in the theater in an actual theater. Wow. Yeah. Exciting. Okay. So yeah, how about you? Uh, no, well, thing, uh, watching the movie for this, obviously, but uh, no, I've been busy, so I haven't watched a lot, although I did watch, and I, I screened this for one of my classes, um, uh, I don't think I've mentioned this before, a short film called The Neighbor's Window, it won the Oscar in 2019 for Best Short, and it stars Maria Dizia, who's just, I don't know if you know her work, I would imagine, she's a New York uh, a New York actor, I would imagine maybe Amelia's run into her from time to time. I would, I would think. Um, well, she's still in the show, in the show business. I mean, maybe she would know her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's spectacular in it, and it's just it's beautifully shot, beautiful storytelling, incredibly moving. Twenty minutes short, and it's available for free online if you just Google the neighbor's window oscar winning short it will come right up and uh it's really worth a watch very well crafted so you had time for a short film and well chud. we watched it in class so it was oh it, you didn't even have time for a short film on your own time no no i will show and it's it's nice you know you get when you don't know what to do in class and you're or you're tired or you've been up too late the night before you show them a video yeah, <laughs> it's very handy. It's one of the nice things about yeah. working in a film school. You can show them a video. People like these newfangled videos, these visual visual components to learning. They very much like it. They do. We, they we do. do something similar. We have a visual component to otherwise audio show. What, oh, that's right. We We're multi, we are multimedia and multi-format uh, right yeah. out of the gate. Like the minute you press record yeah. or play. I don't yeah, know what you do? You can listen to this as a podcast. You can. Then, then you can listen to it. and You don't have to look at us. You can. You can do that. It's, Although it's, this is a silly announcement better. because anybody listening to it as a podcast would know that, and anybody watching this would never bother listening to it again on a podcast. No, that's. So this is a waste of time. It's a complete waste of our show. We just <laughs> did. <laughs> like two okay. minutes. And that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank, Thank you, you for joining us. So and much. We'll see you next week when we don't talk about another movie. <laughs> um, next week, we won't be talking about Christine. Uh, good night. Because um, um, we didn't talk about Christine last week or the week before either. <laughs> so, even though we promised we <laughs> exactly. Would. But next week, we're really going to talk about it. We are. And to this week, we are keeping our promise and talking about A, what we said we'd talk about, and B, we actually can make good on on having uh, on having a special guest this this week. We've got the guest that we said we would have. 
It's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, I would say that makes this a well-produced show. Who produces this show? You you and I produce this. I would think we produce wow. it together, don't we? Yeah, I would, I would say so. I mean, we have different jobs. We do different things. We do we do different things. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, clearly, neither of us writes it, however. Because well, that would be against the ethic. The whole this is a hangout show. Why write a hangout true, show? True. This is just a rambling mess. Yeah, that's the whole genre. <laughs> rambling so, mess. Yeah, it's under ours in your podcast <laughs> directory. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, t- the tonight's movie is Chud, which yes. stands for um contaminant it stands for two things right do you remember the other thing it stands for uh well we did we should say what it stands for what you think it stands for at first you think it stands for cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers and it turns out that it also stands for contamination hazard urban disposal right uh which is you know again spoiler so if you're listening to the show this is a spoiler show we spoil everything but this this movie came out 93 years ago when I was when I was a young boy no it came out in in um in uh gosh when did it come out 80, 80, 84 yeah and it's actually at the time very realistic I mean I was I was in law school in Manhattan at the time and this is one of the most realistic portrayals of of Manhattan I've ever that's, seen that's that's New York in the 80s what can I tell you yeah. that is very accurate filmmaking yeah, depiction like. um i uh you know I, I this is really exciting because um i thought i'd seen chud and it turns out I, i'd only seen us a, a, like scenes from it before and uh i was sure i'd seen it I, I was sure except the moment it started and i was not sure at that point but before <laughs> i saw it i was sure i'd seen it and um i thought it was another movie called uh called humanoids from the deep i got them confused you got them conflated conflated and humanoids from the deep you could argue is kind of a west coast version of this in a way uh so which means that this is a genre of this is kind of a genre of of monster movie that um that actually goes back quite a ways i mean i i thought of you know like the 50s classics like them and and stuff Mm -hmm. came to mind but with a little, you know, added spin of uh, of humanoid of humanoid uh, creatures. Humanoid creatures. So you want to tell us a little bit about what this is about? I'd love to. Uh, Chud, which is uh, spelled in capital letters as, as, a, as a, what would you call that, an acronym, right? Mm-hmm. C, yep. period, H, period, U, period, D, period. Well, uh, IMDb says a bizarre series of sudden disappearances on the streets of New York City seems to point towards something unsavory living in the sewers, which doesn't really go far for an explanation, but it'll do. Um, we meet a we meet a wide cast of characters very early on, um, and the first thing that happens, of course, though, is a a woman walking her dog downtown um, in a fairly accurately depicted geography of new york i will say yeah um she uh she is attacked uh, by a creature who leaps out of a manhole or grabs her ankles from uh, in a manhole and and drags her to hell and that is the opening of the movie it's a grabber 
no pun intended. And um, after that, we meet uh, a cast of people, uh, including John Hurd, who's uh, a photographer. He's a very surly uh, fashion photographer. And we meet um, we meet his his uh, live-in friend, girlfriend, fiance. Um, Kim Greist. Kim Greist or Greist. I, I, we should find out how to pronounce that before we go Uh, You know, somebody might be able to tell us that. Perhaps. Later, I'm sure. Um, and, uh, we get to know them a little bit and it's a kind of a slow setup a little bit, you know, after this murder, we get to know some people and then we go to the precinct, uh, and we meet, um, we meet the police officers there and, uh, including a Captain Bosch who... Clearly, they stole that name from the new show from this movie. This is the yes. first. Uh, yeah. This is the first Bosch. The real Bosch. This is the real Bosch. We meet him, and he's a captain. He's got a lot of responsibilities, and he doesn't have a lot of time for this nonsense. But he cares about the city, and he's upset because there have been some disappearances. Then he goes investigating, and then he meets another character, who's Daniel Stern, who's a, who runs a homeless shelter and a food kitchen. Who's also been having complaints that his local, the locals and his uh, the people that come to the to the to the um, to the soup kitchen, are disappearing. What is what in God's name is happening? We don't yeah. know. And um, we soon discover that uh, there's there's been uh, some shenanigans with the uh, nuclear waste and other things being contained underneath Manhattan, and. Uh, you can do the math after that. You know what happens. Yeah. That stuff leaks out. And um and I guess the big question I have for you, because when we finally see these humanoid creatures, uh they are definitely humanoid, but not very human. No. No. And they're more humanoid. They are they're very really, really annoyed. annoyed. Um, they don't look really human at all, but I'm suspecting, or are they trying to suggest that they were, these are people that lived in the underground tunnels, like homeless people who were, who were turned into these. That's, uh, that's what I assume that they were humans who got contaminated and turned into, yeah, turned into the, the humanoid under the cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers because of the uh exposure to radiation and toxic waste what i missed what i felt like this movie needed was one shot of gregory when they're talking about the people disappearing one shot of gregory hines saying and i know where they're going and pointing into his mouth yes that that from wolfen would have yeah this has a lot into this ethic a lot in common with wolfen yeah and a lot of other really great creature feature movies um this is a kind of a creature feature i guess but it's also yeah. got that kind of jaws element you know of you you know you didn't close the beaches and the the government that's kind of screwing with us and it's got a lot of those elements in this case it's the diner you didn't close the diner you didn't close in the which, diner in which john goodman and jay thomas get killed those two guys show up in this movie i i couldn't believe it yeah, it's uh, it's not even Goodman's debut, but he's there in one Jay scene. Tom, I think it was Jay Thomas's debut. I think I mean, so. His movie debut. Um, 
Goodman, it, it seems as if it's Goodman's debut. He, his work seems <laughs> as if it would be. Um, there are other debuts in this probably that are that are actually even better than Goodman's. But um, yeah, that's Chud. Um, you know, if you haven't seen it, you don't know what what world we're talking about. We're talking about the world of '80s New York grindhouse cinema, classic, classic period of filmmaking here. And you know, there weren't that many of them. I mean, there were, but when you consider how many of these you see that are shot in Hollywood, you know, most yeah. of these slasher movies are out there and monster movies are out there. So it's always I always love to see New York as a backdrop for this kind of stuff. Is there a um, is there a performance uh, other than our guests who's a standout in this movie? Is there a performance for you in this movie that jumps out above the rest? Because there is for me. There's a performance in this movie that I could go back to, and I wanna I wanna get a compilation of all of the clips of this performance. I'm assuming you're talking Daniel Stern right now. No. Because I love Daniel Stern in this movie, and I think he's fantastic. He has so much energy that he's throwing at this part. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, there's a lot of people I love in this movie. <clears throat> um, tell John me who you're Hurd, thinking of. John Hurd's sister, Cordis Hurd, who plays the eye-rolling Officer Sanderson. Okay. Who yeah. is who's who's our my friend Chris, his his sort of desk I, officer. I remember. And every time she comes on the screen, it was just a miracle. It, it, it well, it's so lifelike in terms of how police officers act with their captain. First of all, everything he asked her to do, she's like, "Well, all uh, right." <laughs> you know? That when they remake this, they have like Greta Gerwig should play that part, and then it should be about kind of her story. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you've ever seen a Larry Cohen movie uh, or an Abel Ferrara movie, you've seen something similar to what we're talking about. But yeah, <coughs> still, <coughs> excuse me, not entirely. No. There's there's Eddie Jones as Chief O'Brien. Oh, he's fantastic. Who gives like a performance like I want to be anywhere but here. Uh, he he just anywhere. he just acts with his eyes the whole time, yeah. staring angrily. Yeah. Um, he, he just sort of looks like he's thinking, I would rather be catheterized than do this. Um. There there are other great moments. And um, great performances here. I, and I, I'm not kidding because, like, for this kind of movie, <laughs> it's um, it's it's fantastic. Like, I I, I can't imagine this movie reminds me so much of 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 like of uh, you, you know um, Dog Day Afternoon or something. There's something so much like they're going for that, you know. And they cordon off the streets at the end, and it's like yep. it's they really go for it, man. That would be an interesting mashup to do a mashup of Dog Day Afternoon and Chud. Chud Day Afternoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that would be good. A, 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 like a supercut of that, yeah. of those two together. Yeah. Uh, God, him screaming Attica and then Daniel Stern and screaming in the basement. That would be good. That would be really good. Um, any favorite? Um, any favorite lines? 
Um, Lines or moments? Because I have one. I have several favorite moments. I mean, you know, uh, I just... I, I mean, I loved, you know, the fact that you could see stone wheat thins poking out of that bag of groceries that the neighbor had. <laughs> I knew I was going to get into this movie. Um, the opening sequence is actually great. It's it is a real, It's a real the grabber. On the street is, is um, right. And also the, the homeless people that you see initially in that montage of homeless in mm. New York, are the most authentic looking homeless people I've seen in a movie. And well, I perhaps they just grabbed those. I think they just grabbed those shots. Okay. I, I, I thought the same thing and I was like, I think they just grabbed stuff just and didn't get a release homeless. form. I don't think they got a release form either. Do those people know they've been Taft Hartley? Um, I wonder. Um, I would say that uh, my favorite moment is when it's revealed that the, the fire, that the police department of New York has flamethrowers. <laughs> And that the person wielding the flamethrowers is Frankie Faison. That's pretty good too. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty fantastic, actually. Yeah, which makes me always want to sing my favorite, um, my favorite Steely Dan song. I'm never gonna do it with Frankie. I'm never gonna do it with Frankie Faison. <laughs> well, I'll never say never. You don't. You don't <laughs> want to say never, but um, probably. I think one of my favorite moments is Faison. when they're trapped down in the in the. Uh, they're trapped down in the underground caverns, sewer, combination sewer subway system, trying to do a video to broadcast up, up to the police to let people know what's going on, but the sound isn't working and they're down in the middle of nowhere. And, and John Hurt says, all we have to do is find a headset. And he turns and there is a headset on a on a somebody's dead head right and i think it's a severed head it is a severed head yeah it's a severed head with a headset on it because we all know that the the subterranean caverns under new york are littered with with uh severed heads with headsets absolutely i mean i think to me that's that's the kind of knowing that's knowing it's funny to me i knew they kind of knew that it was but it sells it because that head is horrifying they have some really uh, horrible effects and then some that are not horrible, but they are didn't you have about the dog, the dead dog. Didn't that? Yeah, yeah, a the little dog, bit of that. The dead doll dog. Uh, and some of the actual chuds themselves uh, were, I don't, I couldn't quite tell whether they, you know, it was it a sometimes a garbage bag that they had put placed <laughs> eyes on, or then sometimes it looked good and you could see the hands were creepy. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, 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 I there's nothing about this isn't these aren't criticisms that i'm not making fun because i genuinely this is exactly halloween heaven this is exactly what i want to see i mean it's it's a small budget they're making they're making it happen it's wildly entertaining and there's a cast of like actors in it that you keep on going wait they're in it what come on i can't tell if john heard looked was happy or not about right. the proceedings. Well, you know, there's somebody who might be able to tell us. I would love to know the answers to that, some well, of these questions. Let's, let's ask, let's bring our guest on and we'll ask him these and other questions. So please welcome to the show, my good friend, Christopher Curry. Hey there. Did we surprise you? Are you shocked to be here? 
So thank you for being here. Uh, this is this is quite exciting. Um, I I just have to ask. You're credited as um as a as a as a writer on this film. In what capacity did you work on the script? Was it was it your story idea? No, actually, it was a friend. Shep Abbott wrote the wrote the script, the original script, which was actually I thought was better than what we ended up shooting. The producer. I hired another writer, and um, at some point in the early rehearsals, uh, Danny Stern and, and John Hurd, we, we did this as a group of us who were friends, so we all made this movie together, uh, decided that they were, they were not going to accept any of the new rewrites without their approval. So uh, we all ended up sort of writing this, this picture. I, had, I, didn't, I didn't realize... I didn't realize this. So this was a, a group of, of scene, really created the character, his character. That's I had no idea that this was a group oh, yeah, of friends and a labor of love. Amazing. But it kind of makes sense because you can feel there's a there's there's a lot of passion in this film that you don't see in your in, in like your typical monster movie or exploitation movie from the time. In fact, it isn't exploitation at all. I thought it, I yeah, thought it was, it was it going was a, to be. Yeah, no, it was a bunch of people who were all were from uh, Donnie, uh, Danny and John and, and uh, Doug, who was the director and I were all very good friends and, and Shep Abbott, who wrote the original script. And then we brought in a bunch of actors that we knew like, uh, you know, Goodman and George Martin a bunch of those guys and a bunch of people can Greist, by the way. Um, so that's why yeah. there's so the, all these amazing, talented people in it. It's not, it, it wasn't just a random thing put together by the studio as a cash grab. It was people that no, wanted no, to work was, together. Yeah. Yeah. It was a Bonnie Timmerman cast that I remember. She brought in a bunch of people that we all, you know, we recommended and had in it knew practically everybody in the movie. It was, um, it was a lot of fun. Do you have a? Did you act as a producer as well, uh, uncredited, or were you, or was everybody just kind of no, pitching in? No. And... no. We had a producer. Um, I don't remember his name, but um, he was. There was a producer that that Shep Abbott, the, the original writer, brought in on the movie, and uh, Andy Andy Benim was actually the producer. It was one of the was the the major the major producer but he was brought in he was really not particularly easy to work with he was the one who decided we had to have these monsters that were we wanted to do it just as people you know with, that were chutted but didn't I look gotcha. particularly different but had extra powers like the one that picks up danny by the neck at some point that guy yeah uh, that's how he wanted it but this guy had a monster movie and so we blew a lot of the budget and a lot of time on that, you know, and I think it would have been better had we not wasted that time. But I would have um, been; it would have worked was, with the. Was, and we shot in the summer. I like the so, way that you you had initially I envisioned it. Then I think them being more kind of uh, you know uh, human than than monsters would would have been even scarier. Would have actually been kind of yeah. chilling. Yeah, I agree. I, we all agreed that, except for the producer who um, had grave, grandiose ideas about this thing, and um, it didn't. Um, he was not in sync with really what we wanted to do, but he was the money guy, so we ended up doing. And then, then uh, the um, 
was it? I can't remember the, the production company that cut it. Well, I guess it was. Um, did a very strange cut. And then finally the director got his cut. Uh, not the one you watched, but we recut it for um, C the CD, I think it was. He did his uh -huh. cut, but it was, of course, still, we didn't have material we would have had him. What, was it on. was it uh, was there a, a more violent or racier cut of this movie or or like a more adult cut of the film ever? Well, it's actually a little more human. It was like a, a relationship between uh, Ruth Malkovich, who played the woman under the street, yeah, you know, the, uh, and the and the guy who was chutted under there. That was part of Hugo. Uh, it was Victor and Hugo, and and they they were like real character. More they had more prominent characters in the movie. They were. It was their story too, so it wasn't just focused on the, uh, you know, a whodunit uh, movie, and it was also a lot more political stuff. We wanted to bring right. in the, you know, the, the hazard, the nuclear hazard to the city, and as it turned out, I think a lot of the producers were from, were from Colorado and were involved in, in uh, the nuclear industry or, or, or money and didn't want to. I don't know. It was some I can't remember exactly, but. Some stuff was not addressed as uh, as politically as we wanted it to be at the time. All uh, right. You know, now this was your this was your first big film role, right? My first big film role, yeah, and my last. <laughs> I've been, well, no, I mean, I've, I've had a few movies since, but nothing, nothing new. And it was, um, yeah, it was. Uh, and was that was that intimidating to have to because you really carry this well i tried to i I'm, i wasn't particularly thrilled with my oh, we're losing you do you have your hand over the mic or something we losing you christopher maybe i do yeah there you, you hear me go. now yeah. yeah we can hear you now yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I was saying that I, I, um, I didn't really. Um, uh, I, I generally do play character roles. I have never. I haven't played many leads, and this was certainly my first big lead in a movie. I mean, I've done them in plays. I've done a lot more theater actually than film. But um, yeah, I, I, I can't. I can never watch myself on film, frankly, and because all I can think of is what I didn't do and how. Yeah, how I should have done it, or would have done it. Um, so I'm not a very good judge of that. But uh, it was it was challenging, and it was but it was so much fun because it was a lot of friends, and it was uh, we were improvising a lot of stuff. We shot this stuff. Most of it shot it underground and in the, and in actually in the city. There were very few sets. And, yeah, um, it's. It, it's a, it's a great New York movie. I mean, it's so we were talking earlier about how geographically it actually makes sense. There's very few movies shot in New York where the geography makes sense, but this was clearly downtown, and you can kind of like get the idea of the neighborhood everybody's discussing, and it's uh, it's pretty authentic, you know. I right. mean, you didn't have probably didn't have the money for it to be inauthentic, like you're saying. No. No, actually, actually didn't. No, it was shot. It was I think it was shot in August. It was hot, you know, and it was a really steamy. Oh yeah. It may have been around the time of the garbage strike, as a matter of fact, and it was really, nice. you know, one of those really fetid summers in New York that uh, 
that added to the atmosphere of the movie. But we shot it, I think, in, in three weeks or so. It was, it was shot in a, wow. in a hurry. So you were pretty either lucky or very smart that you didn't write yourself into the underground tunnels very much, right? You you didn't do a lot of the underground stuff like John Hurd. No, I luckily put him didn't down have, there. yeah. Well, so you say luckily, yeah, but you yeah. kind of wrote it. So, so I think maybe you kind of maybe decided that that was how it was going to go. That's what I would have done. I'd be like, John Hurd, his part goes down there, but I, I have to stay up, up top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was John down there. You know, he was uh, no, he was a good sport about it, though. I got to say, everybody was, um, you know, we all didn't have um, trailers or anything. We had, I guess, shared trailers. Right. There was no place to really retreat to. So it was a lot of. Uh, and yeah. But, and uh, John. There was, there was no, John had. Uh, no fancy. So, and John had already uh, been in some big films too. At this point, he he had already done yeah. some starring roles and some and some stuff in Hollywood. So that's really cool that he wanted to come back. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, like, I, I mean, and, and uh, Daniel Stern also was no, this wasn't his first rodeo, right? So uh, that's great that no. that group that you no, as a group wanted to come games. together. And... Yeah, they did it as a favor. I mean, they really, in a way, as a favor. I mean, they really, um, uh, I mean, they, I mean, they really wanted to do it. I think, they, you know, certainly um, John and Danny wanted to do it. But um, I think it was like, yeah, it was, it was really because they wanted to be involved in a nice, you know, being yeah. with friends. It's and like so it's like the the, the, the act like the, the actors that want to come back to to do some theater or off Broadway after doing a big TV show where they don't need to do theater, but they're going to come back and because they love it. I, I I just think that's fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, what did you uh, did you know you were going to play this cop or did it was it collectively is like how, how was the movie cast considering you were one of the creators of it? Did you did it all just kind of happen naturally? Well, Shep, or... Shep Abbott. Um, well, Shep, well, Shep Abbott, who, who had written the thing, I was a friend of he was a good friend of Doug Cheek, who directed it, he was one of my best friends. He's still one of my best friends ever. He was like. I did a tour of the National Shakespeare Company when I first came to New York. And Doug was an actor in that company. And Doug went on to do a lot of editing, and this was his movie. So he and, and Shep Abbott were friends and had worked on some, some television shows together. And they, um, they decided they were going to get this movie produced. Shep Abbott found the producer. And um, then we all, we all were involved. They, you know, just. We will cast the movie with the, with, you know, the, they cast the movie with their friends, and um, uh, the, the the main parts were their best friends, you know, the people they really knew, and then we went to a casting director to get the rest of them. So it was really a, a bunch of friends who made the movie. I mean, I only wrote it. I didn't. I didn't really write it. I Danny and I would talk over certain scenes, and then he would write, rewrite the scene or something, and bring it in the next day. But I didn't really have a whole lot to do with writing the film. It's about it's. Go ahead, Matt. There were there were a couple of other. There was a Chud too, right? Bud the Chud. Yeah. In nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, did you I, I understood it was a disaster. It was the same producer, uh, Andrew Benim, and uh, I, I don't think it never made it to screen. I don't think. 
Oh, really? I think it was made of DVD, but they never made it to the screen. I mean, it was really kind of the spirit of the way we, of our movie. I think that they just, you know, they, they didn't have it. They didn't, it was all just some, uh, tried to make it just a standard horror movie, which it, it really, I think it lost its sort of homegrown quality. Yeah, and I'm looking. I'm looking at it. It looks it. like they tried to sort of stunt cast it too, with June Lockhart and Bianca Jagger and yeah. Robert Vaughn, um, which is clearly not the, um, not the spirit of, of of what you were doing. Yeah. Did you? No, were were not, you? Uh, were you conscious of uh, of kind of writing yourself the John Saxon role in this? And was John Saxon ever approached to be part of this? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, but I guess that was a kind of... Oh, and that diner, I, I know that. I think you and I have eaten in that diner a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We probably did that silver diner that was down um, that used to be down just south of 23rd Street, which is where Doug lived. He, the director lived on 24th Street. So shots oh, okay. some stuff around there in bars, diners. The bar, bar where I find his head, my wife's head has been lopped off or whatever it was. You know where yeah. I got something about my wife. Yeah, it was in a bar right there. And the, yeah, the I, that was that was shot some down that was pool. that was pretty dramatic. I mean, you know, you're just it, it's her head. I think it's just her head. Yeah. There's a there's a couple of there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of headlessness in this movie. Um, oh, I thought your wife was the body yeah, yeah, like in, on, in the water. Yeah, it was in the water by the piers, but wasn't her head also kind of ripped off? That's yeah. Uh, I it was just her head um, was in the in the water there. Yeah. 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 The callback to Ben Gardner's boat um, for real. Uh, that's never good. <laughs> no, that's never good when that happens. This movie is is so well known. Yeah. What it was was it? Uh, how was it received when it came out? Did people was it a lo was it a homegrown hit? Did people locally kind of get with it? it? Well, in New York, yeah, it got. It, I think it made it like two million on the first release, which was pretty good. Yeah, it didn't. Um, no, I mean, I think. It didn't. Uh, it didn't really take off in a big way. It became a, an underground hit. Even yeah. Faster. In fact, Chud made it into the dictionary. Chud is a word. Did it? You know? That's and, great. Yeah. Well, and I so remember when it came out. I was in grad school in the city at the time, and we were all talking about. It. I remember the ads for it. Yeah, and <laughs> and it and it was what I remember is it was a it became kind of cult very quickly. It didn't take a long time for it to develop a cult following. Like it kind of it kind of became it kind of became famous in its way pretty quickly and then stayed in the consciousness. Like it's it's always part of the Halloween ritual, you know? Um how does are you a yeah. fan of horror movies in general? Uh, was this something you'd set out like wanted to be a part of genre wise? Not not really. No, no. I mean, I don't. No, I've never been huge. I mean, I was as a child, but my mother didn't want me to watch those things because I I tended to have um, nightmares. <laughs> right. So I didn't really. I've always liked horror movies. We never went. We 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 actually didn't. 
I grew up in a house. We didn't have a television until uh, I was in college. So I was, and I wasn't at home in college. So we didn't didn't really watch a lot of. Uh, I liked cowboy movies and things like that. I wasn't really into, and we went, you know, and. That's uh, a just so you know, were, just so you know, that's abuse. Not having a, huh? a television in the house. That's I I I think that's abuse. That's what. I think that's abuse. Not oh, having a television. I, th I, th I think your parents <laughs> could be reported and uh, and you could be taken away from them. <laughs> Maybe a little late for that now, but yeah, they, um, did, I can't say did, I missed a whole lot. But I that you know of that no. you know of, but you know your life could have been so much richer if you'd been exposed to the Man from Uncle and and Petticoat Junction and things like that. You know. Everything would have been different for you. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. There's a big gap, a big gap. Um, and I, did I, this, I don't feel did, like a real American. If you want the truth, yeah. did this movie have any? Um, did it have any um, life in in the in cons, like in Comic Con or any of any of those venues? I don't think so. I, I don't recall. No. So and we all did got, you, we all got screwed by the sorry. No, go ahead. No, we want to hear about that. Go ahead. Well, as far as the money, uh, we all did it on deferred, and we never got the deferred money. And it had to do with, um, I think, some book juggling on the part of the production company that took it over. I don't know exactly what happened, but we went to lawyers about that and. Never, never worked out. I've never heard this story so ever know. before. I, I can't believe that you were, that you were taken advantage of as artists. It's, I can't believe it. It's that happened to me once on, so, on a home. Yeah, I, I think it happened to me. I oh don't yeah, know. Maybe no, it, it, was, it, happened. it was. Yeah, but I, I, I did a movie. Hollywood, uh, where Hollywood works. I did a movie similar to this one called The Curse about a woman who um, turns into a werewolf when she's having her cycle. Every time she has her cycle, she turns into a werewolf. And it's called The Curse. And the tagline was a period piece without the costumes. Um, and uh, <laughs> I think it was only released on video. I've never been able to find it or see it, but I, I played a, I, the only time I've played a cop. Wait, that didn't, that didn't hit the theaters? It didn't, the curse did not hit the theaters. Interesting. Uh, no, the last no. film to play the Ziegfeld. The <laughs> but I, I don't know if it's, uh, <laughs> I wonder if it's available. I don't know, I'll, I should IMDB it and see if there's someplace, I've never seen it. Christopher, you're telling me you have not ever, have you ever gone to a, a horror convention to even just see what would happen? Because this is, this is kind of a beloved movie. Not a horror convention, no. But I've, I've seen a lot. I mean, I used to see the Dracula movies, the Christopher Lee Dracula movies when I was a kid. A few of those. But I'm if not, you and Doug... Big, big horror fan. But if you and Douglas Cheek, for instance, got together with you know mm -hmm. a couple of the other actors and got some posters or some pictures and just as a joke just as a fun road trip went to a, a horror con a horror convention or a horror movie convention 
some kind of Comic Con thing. It, I I bet you'd be surprised at 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 the uh, the you know the fan reaction to it because it's a it's a you know it's pretty beloved. This movie it it's a it's a real part of horror history. And I'm a big horror fan, so you know I'm I, I so. loved. I loved getting getting to see that. I had thought I'd seen this. I don't know if you heard, but I thought um, for some reason I got it mixed up with Humanoids from the Deep because of the humanoid thing in it. And I I thought I had seen Chud, and I'd seen it probably when I was like 16 and Mm -hmm. haven't seen it since. And it's just, uh, it's a treat. In fact, I think we should go to a horror con. (laughs) We should go to a horror con with Chris and bring a, you know, bring a video crew. That'd be fun. I, and, I think uh, it has to happen. And let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. I think it has yeah. to happen. I I'm, think I'm you'd be it. very surprised. Do you, would you think, is uh, are you still in touch with, with Douglas Cheek? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, um, he's not, he lives in Colorado, or um, he's in uh, Idaho right now, uh, but. We'll I'm meet him in Colorado. Him, and of course, John uh, passed away. Yeah, yeah, oh, Doug and. Um, Danny, Daniel Stern's still a good friend of mine. He's out here. Oh, cool. And, I, uh, I've, I've, I've seen met him. him. He's quite a bit. In he's fact, a... Laura, Laura Stern is his wife. The woman who goes down is killed with the dog. Oh, re- oh right. Oh, okay. Laura Stern. Oh, okay. Well, I, 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 I would love to uh, be there for, for your all, all your first trip to a horror convention for, for Chud because... I think uh, I think uh, people would <laughs> really enjoy seeing. I really enjoy seeing you there. Um, it's um, it's got so much heart in it. I just wasn't expecting it. Uh, and I would dress up as a chud for that. If if you needed a chud in a in a chud outfit, I would. I'd I'll be a chud. I'll carry. <laughs> I'll carry the equipment. Whatever has to happen to to see that through would be good. <laughs> I'll wear the radioactive boots, which were never yeah. quite explained. What 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 was up with those? That's the suit, the hazmat suits that they I'm wear down there. Sure. Those oh, were yeah, hazmat those were, boots. Those were, those were what they wear in like you know, no courage. Yeah. Anti radiation oh, boots. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I yeah, get they it. Kept me. I mean. Oh. There, you were in some locations that were just terrifying. I, I can't. I, I'm. I. I bet that you could never, ever, ever shoot that movie now. The same. You couldn't make that movie today oh, the no, way you made it. No. There's no way. No, we got some guy from the uh, the subway. I, I think you're covering uh, the mic again with your hand. Who allowed us to get all these these places? Oh, am I? I said we got a guy from the subway. Uh, uh, the Metropolitan, whatever it was, and he allowed he found, he got us these places, you know, these places we could shoot, and it was um, it, no, you could never do it now. I mean, did you have a fi- did you have did you have official permits or or were you just kind of just talking to a guy and he was like, yeah, just, just come with me? A lot of times. Yeah. Sometimes we did that. We were shooting, of course, a lot of times really late at night, you know. Yeah. So. Um, I think sometimes they did just sort of, you know, barge in there and shoot while they could before they got caught. Well, who was the mayor then? It was Koch, right? Was the mayor then? Probably. Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, and then it's like, you just do whatever the hell you want when Koch was mayor. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
You can go on the subway tracks. Anybody, Just don't, you're allowed. Don't kill anybody on the Upper East Side and we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, different different time. You did it Billy Friedkin style, like the French Connection. Just you just did it. Yeah, right. You now, went on John, to work. Sorry, go ahead. John Bedford Lloyd is in this movie. Where is John Bedford Lloyd in this yes. movie? Who is he in it? He's the one who Danny. He goes to make a call, and Danny takes the coin out of his hand and eats it. That was John. He was going to go make a call in a phone booth. Where, where right. Peter gets the one that Peter gets was, you know, he's killed in a. Gotcha. And, uh, right. Yeah, that was John. John Bedford Lloyd was the one who. Yeah. The cop I mean, hangs he's, he's up there. He's full of actors you've seen. Oh yeah. Hmm? Yeah, I, I I couldn't understand what was going on when Danny ate the coin. That was that was pretty. Well, he didn't want him to make the phone call. And so instead so of he, just grabbing the coin, Danny decided he would eat it. <laughs> to eat it. Okay. Yeah. I um, have a question. Uh, okay. Unless you had a... I'm sorry to interrupt. It's a weird connection here. But it's a little bit open-ended as to whether you live or die in the movie, no? Yeah. We left it that way because um, I think they were thinking about a sequel possibly at the time. Okay. Cool, cool. I was hoping that was you what know, the that what was, the what was, the hope. Yeah, and I think that was the producer's way of doing it. Danny wanted to do it as, as basically breaking out of the thing, and you know him being a child. I exactly remember what it was, but um, yeah, I think it was. So essentially, your character is in is in suspended animation until you make Chud the return, which also is something that should happen. Right. Um, I'm behind that 100%. <laughs> However, I can help. Actually, Chef has written a, a follow-up. Yeah, Chef, yeah. Chef wrote one that was a, a yeah, and was a bunch of people roller skating under under the city when when roller people roller skating in New York. And it was really a good, great thing, but I mean to get it get something like that produced right now is you know just yeah. impossible. I don't know. But he had some of the same Chud, Chud the Chud the Reckoning. Chud, chud the, you know, uh, something. <laughs> or roller chud. <laughs> sure. Yeah, roller chud. Sort <laughs> of what it was. <laughs> Gangs on, on roller skates of chuds that were running around under the city. It was, it, was, it was great, but didn't get a whole lot of traction. Um, I think that the scariest scene for me in the movie is the, uh, is the, the Peter gets the, the, uh, the attack in the phone booth that leaves the little girl alone. Oh, yeah. And I love that. After her, her grandfather has been yeah. eaten. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. really don't want them to die. That's not... Yeah, that's like... That's where the movie becomes very much like Jaws because it starts getting like, oh, my God, this poor... It's bad enough that this this yeah. old man is stuck downtown in New York in the eighties. Like that's bad yeah. enough, but he's got a kid, and it's mm -hmm. doesn't go well. No, no, yeah, not at all. Wow. D when was the last time you you saw the movie, Christopher? I saw it. We played it. They showed it for. Uh, I guess it must have been about 
10 years ago or something, some thing they showed at the high school here, maybe 12 years ago. And John and uh, Jay Thomas and uh, Ray Baker and uh, Pat Richardson um, were there. I can't, can't think about some, who else, some, several other people out here who were in the movie were there. Uh, when where where was that screening? But, uh, uh, West Coast or East Coast? It was at a high school in the valley. It was okay. out here. It was at a high school in the valley. It was a, and it was shown on some screen from a projector. So it looked it looked real terrible. I mean, it looked it, it basically was kind of looked almost transparent. You know, I don't know you, when you show yeah. these things on big screens, it looks like uh, right. well, it's probably a, a very old print or something. Oh. It was um, probably an old un un cared for print but you know i mean this this is the kind of thing i would expect to see at the new beverly sometime you know like i'm 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 just uh, i keep looking at the paper it's going to show up there i would so go to the to the theater to see this you know on a can you imagine a restored print of this no i'm serious i think it's great somebody well, they should... did a dvd and they did yeah they did want a dvd where well, I wish they would, but they did a. We did a DVD where we also um, additional the producers and other people uh, beforehand, Great. and uh, it's pretty. I mean, the things that John and Dan have had to say, but uh, that that's probably the best best way. And that was the original. They went back to the original cut. Okay. Probably the one. Um, I saw the, the I saw yeah. the one streaming on Amazon. I'm wondering if that's the same as the uh, the DVD print. Or it's the same uh, same version. Probably, likely. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. Probably the 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 DVD print. Yeah, and you did a commentary. You're saying the like a director's commentary, cast commentary. Yeah, when we were all sitting around in a room, um, yeah, all of us were sitting around dishing on it, basically, and talking about what happened and how it was. Uh, all right. Yeah, it was kind of well. I wish I wish I. I wish I'd known that because I would have. I, I will hear it, listen to that, but I wish I'd heard it before we talked so I could have more specific questions. But um, I will be checking that out. I hope they. I hope they restore it. You know, if it's been restored by, you know, eight twenty four or something, or I would hope so, but I, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it to them. I mean, upon I don't. I don't really know. Yeah. What the um, and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, this has been great having you on. Um, and I'm so glad. Well, we great telling you guys. You know, um, I, uh, I'm glad we got a chance to watch this. I'm sorry we had some technical problems. Um, yeah, I think but, they probably uh, mine. I'm sorry about We're that. now going to go through all of your IMDb and find other things that you've been in and bring you back. <laughs> yeah, well, get a microscope. <laughs> you got a lot of credits here, Mr. Curry. A lot of credits. I'm looking at, what does it say here? 83 credits. And then uh, that's probably low. No, that's, that's IMDb. That's probably a distortion. A distortion? <laughs> nah, I doubt it. You're modest. Exaggeration, I should say. Um, so next week oh. we have um, 
we have Christine, as we've promised, right, Anthony? Yeah, that's still the plan to do Christine. But there is a, a movie uh, that I have not seen that somebody recommended. If we want to use it to wrap up our four cycle, our, our four movie Halloween cycle, called The Stuff. Do you know this movie? Are you, who are you talking to right now? I'm sorry, I forgot I was talking to you. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot I was talking to you. So wait, I just want to get the I want to get something clear. You're gonna bump John Carpenter for no, the no, no. stuff, right? No, now. I was saying no because Christine is next week. Yeah, but then we need the fourth horror. Movie oh, then great for the Halloween. The stuff, the stuff would be if would be great. Recommended the stuff as as the the final oh, in our Halloween. One hundred percent behind that choice. Okay, no, I'm not pump. I'm not pumping anybody. No. I just got scared. I'm sorry. I'm not I John Carpenter. <laughs> I'm not pumping, pumping John Carpenter. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, then join us, please, well, everybody. Please do. Yeah. And I will check in with you again soon, Chris. All right. Thank you, Chris. Great. Good night. Good talking to you. Yeah. So next week, we've got um, Christine. Yes. We'll follow that with with The Stuff, starring Michael Moriarty. Yeah. uh, Of of Q fame. Yes. I mean, he was also on something called Law and Order for a while. You know, who cares? Who cares? I don't care. It's all about Q. Q. She ate him. She and his relationship him. with Larry with Larry Cohen. Yeah, yeah. Let's face so, it. So uh, we'll uh, we'll watch that. Uh, the and stuff, then, which is really about the fear of health food and yogurt. Yeah, which is understandable. Something to be afraid of. Hey, listen, Christopher was so nice to come on the show. Great Thanks, to uh, Thank you, Christopher, for doing that. And um, I'm sorry that the uh, you know conversation was kind of interrupted by some technical stuff. Maybe there's a way to edit that out for the podcast version or something. But I will edit some of that out. Okay. Um, I have nothing else to do. No. But what a great surprise that 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 Chud was a labor of love. That it was a group of friends getting together to to make a movie together. Which is how movies should be made. Please, it's absolutely the right way to make a movie. Yeah. Um. That's that's great. That's great. All right. Well, in the meantime, have a great week, everybody. And uh, join us next week for uh, John Carpenter's Christine, which does not star John Travolta. Right? That that is true. That is absolutely 100% correct. Yeah. I thought I would say something about the movie. That was correct. Okay. The truth about the film. Yes. Yes. All right. Good night, everybody. (laughs) You've been listening to the Arkin Brothers talk about movies. That's my brother, Matthew Arkin. And that's my brother, Anthony Arkin. And we are interesting, irreverent, and irrelevant. But you can follow us on Instagram anyway. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and check out our merch. And you can do it all on our website. Just follow the link on your podcast app. Or if you really want to stalk us, head over to arkinbros.com. You'll learn more about us than anyone would ever want to know.